Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Amen. So um, the title of what I would call this message today is, What is Man That God is Mindful Of? What is Man? And I like, um, and this is coming from Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 8. The Bible doesn't say, Who is Man? The Bible says, what is man? It's almost like God is putting us in our place. <laughs> it's not who is man. What is man amongst God's creation? All that he's done, what is man? Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, God makes the first, that's the first statement, saying he's the creator. And let's go through verses 26. To the 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Over every living thing that creeps on the earth, as other translations would put it. What is man that God is mindful of? God starts the Bible, which is the word of God, that we Christians read so that we can get to know God by saying he is the creator. Um, we, there are parents in this room and you have kids. And with your kids, you, you tell them what to do. And sometimes when they are little and they are trying to ask you why and why to go like, because I said so. <laughs> this is God. This is God's because I said so. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He is setting the standard for why he has a right in your life. For why he has a right to tell you what to do. For why his words tries to tell us, live this way, even though we as human, because of our fallen nature, which the chapter 3 of Genesis let us know, we fight against what God wants to do. But in everything, he takes us back to Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it goes through the days of creation and gets to the sixth day, and God talks about creating man in his own image. What is man that you are mindful of? In chapter 2 of Genesis, the Bible explains to us how God made man. He took the dust of the earth, formed it, and he breathed his spirit into us, and we became living beings. There's something wonderful about what God has made us to be as humans, that he has elevated us, even though amongst his his creation, we might be considered the least amongst all. You might have gone to great things like... um, if you've been to Niagara Falls or the Grand Canyon or any other great thing, 
you stand there and you're like, wow. You pale in comparison. But at the same moment, God lifts you up as man to give you dominion over that which creeps on the earth. God, creation, and man. That is Genesis chapter 1, talking about the beginning. So let's see the account of the psalmist in the book of Psalm 8. And let's go through the verses, all the, the whole chapter, nine verses, Psalms chapter 8, and talk about God's glory in creation, his glory exhibited in creation. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. God's glory in creation. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. David is recounting God's creation work and what he did. And he said, Lord, how excellent, above all, is your name in all the earth. And out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger, or because of your adversaries to make the enemy and the revengeful cease, as the NS, uh, New American Standard Bible would say. God's creation and his glory here, he's put it in the mouths of babes and infants. And you might ask, is it just the babies? Yes, you might have the babies as we do worship singing. But that is where we all human beings, we start from. Everybody was a baby, and out of our mouths, as so you might consider not so significant, so weak, is the glory of God put. He has put his worship in our mouths. People who are so weak, I mean, I don't know how a baby would survive without their parents, but that is how we human beings start from. And out of our mouths, he has put his glory to be manifested, that we speak it out. And he has silenced the enemy, even the devil, who was that archangel, so strong that God had to bind him and throw him to the earth. It's like, okay, you are so strong, devil, you are that big, but this babe, these human beings, look at them. They are the ones praising me now. They are the ones singing my glory. This, I mean, sometimes I think about this. When there's a forest fire, and if we human beings were to be there and you couldn't get out, the moles would dig and go down to the earth. The rabbits and every living creature that can burrow into the earth will go hide so that they can survive. But I don't know how human beings will survive. There's something about humans that God has made it so great and also so small at the same time. He has made us so powerful and also very vulnerable at the same time. God's creation, he's put his glory in the mouth of we human beings so that we can declare his glory even to shut the adversary, the devil, to say, look at these people praising my name. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your adversaries to make the enemy and the revengeful cease. Then, talking about going through the verse 3, it talks about 
what is man that God is mindful of? Verse 3 going on to the verse uh, 5. When I consider your heavens and the works of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of? And the son of man that you care for him, yet you have made him a little lower than God. And some verses says, said, yet you have made him lower than the angels. And you crown him with glory and majesty. This man you crown with glory and majesty. And uh, when you look at the solar system, that is the world that we live in, when you, the planets have Earth, Mercury, Venice, Neptune, and all the planets. And we have the sun, the big sun. And look at the image there. The sun is in the center. And if you look very well, you can find the earth somewhere. <laughs> that is the sun. And we start from the top. The small dots from the top. You start your Mercury, your Venice, and you get to the earth. And you go Mars, you keep going. There is earth. And even upon the surface of this earth, I don't know, as a human being, and those who do construction, you allow two, eight, uh, two feet by two feet for each person when you're calculating your floor space. Two by two. That is all you occupy on this earth as a human being. Upon all his creation, this big thing as the sun, and that tiny earth, even on that earth, I wonder if I can explore it to show how much space we as individuals occupy. That is like a speck of dust compared to the sun and also the other planets. And we occupy here. We are just in this room. I mean, how big is this room compared to how big this room is to Lynchburg compared to Virginia? Then it keeps expanding to the United States, keeps expanding to North America as a continent, keeps expanding to the whole world. How many human beings do we have? About 8 billion people. We have about um, less than 200 of those 8 billion in this room. And you occupy just the 2 by 2 feet seat here. How significant can we human beings be? But at the same time, His Majesty is spoken by us. At the same time, He has crowned us with strength. And that is what God Sometimes when he looks at us and he's trying to tell us, come to me, and we don't, he's, he, he agonizes. But thank God for Christ and the spirit of Christ in us. That sets our minds on things above, but not things below, not on things which are temporary. So David is saying, when I consider the heavens, all these great things, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, what is man? that you care for him. What is man amongst all this that you care for him? Verse 6 through 8. Let's talk about God's love and goodness to man. So he says, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All the sheep and oxen even the beasts of the field, the birds of the sea, that's, that pass through the paths of the sea. That pass through the paths of the sea. The big sea going from all the Pacific 
Atlantic, and all the seas connect. The beach, we learn up, we know the penguins travel to north, south. We know the whales crossing the big parts of the sea. All these big craters in the sea move into this big part of the sea. God has given man dominion over. And what is man? As I said, how big are you compared to an elephant or to a whale? But what is man that God cares for, that God has given his power to? And it's so unfortunate, but as God knew that man fell after he gave him this dominion. And because the one who has dominion fell, the domain also, also fell. If because of man, all creation earnestly yearned for the revelation of the sons of God, as the book of Romans chapter 8 talks about. The sin of man doesn't just stop with man. It affects everything, every living thing on this earth. And that's why God keeps on calling man back to him. For the healing of the earth, for the progress of the earth, we can have all the good programs. That's what we human beings are good at. Set programs up, set plans up. But sin, which let everything go haywire, if that is not taken care of, and how do we take care of it? If we don't surrender to Christ and his lordship and living for God, all creation suffers. And that is what is man, that even our attitude, our, what we do, has consequences on creation. May God grant us the grace that as we follow his word, we live by his word, that at least we know that not everybody may repent, but around us, and in our environment, you know, where we occupy, the grace of God can take over and let what is around us prosper and let what is around us experience the true, genuine love, growth, and what God intended it to be. And going through the, looking at all this, then it gets to a point where if we consider ourselves and if we really look at how great God is, it will open our hearts to accept his gift of Christ. What is man that God is so mindful of that after we said, go away, God, we do what we want, he still chases after us. As we sang today, how great the, how great the chasm that lies between us. But even with that, he saw us and still sent Christ, that Christ would deliver us, that we can come to him. So I would say with all this, if we know God, if you have already accepted Christ, I would um, like to encourage you as you go through the year, your life, your marriage, how you, the husband or the wife, treats each other. Sometimes as human beings, we don't feel like doing what the gospel says, what the Bible says. But just remind yourself, what is man? Who am I? Even though he has made me this great, he has also called me to, sub, to submit to his commands that we treat each other according to what the word of God says. Even in our communities, living with each other, how do we treat each other? Different people, different places. He says, he has given us, as I say, he has given us this boldness to live as human beings, but at the same time, he reminds us that he be humble, and he who has less, let him boast. It's not talking about the person who has more be humble as consider himself less, but since he has more, and he already has 
the confidence in him. He should walk in his confidence. God is not saying be a doormat. But in, at the same time as you walk in your confidence, be humble to know that you are just man. What is man that God is mindful of? And if a person finds him or herself in a place that is low, and he feels like, yeah, I'm nobody, God is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. You might feel like you're nobody, but I have given you dominion. So to the one who is down, he's saying, be bold, be confident, for I have given you dominion. I am God. He's not saying be bold, be confident, and be prideful, but be bold, be confident because of who I have made you to be. But at the same time, remember that you are man. That is what God is calling us, to walk amongst ourselves. Even at work, dealing with your colleague, dealing with your boss, and sometimes you feel like, ah, I don't feel like doing this. He says, his word says, submit to your leaders. Submit to those who have given, have given authority over you. This is the word of God, and he's encouraging us that through the whole year, as you read his word, as this word comes from the pulpit, as you listen to it on the radio, as you go everywhere, let remember this. He made you, and he's saying, even though you might sometimes feel like rebelling, please remember, who are you, man? But I am so mindful of you. So, as I've given you my word, humble yourself. And if anybody hearing us today, even in this room or outside, doesn't know God, he's still chasing us us and saying, you might be just man, but I still love you, and I want you to turn and follow me. And God made this plea over and over. In let's go to as we let's go to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter forty-two. Isaiah forty-two, verse um, verse five through six. So God talks about. Israel and when they were going astray. And he wants to remind them, he says, chapter 5, that says the God, the Lord, the God, the Lord, who created the heavens and straight them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it. And other versions say, that says the God, the Lord, who created the heavens and straight them out. I'm reading the uh, New American Standard. Who spread out the heavens and its offspring. Who gives breath to the people on it and spread to those who walk in it. I'm the Lord, I've called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by my hand and watch over you, and I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations. He's, he is the Lord who created, He's called us to righteousness, and that is why we have gathered in this room, believing in Christ to live for God. He has called us into righteousness so that we can be a light to the nations, we can be the light to those who haven't yet come to God. And we can see he starts his case by saying, I created everything, so please listen to me. And he keeps saying, when you go to the whole, this latter part of Isaiah, as God is telling Israel, turn away from your sins. We can see also in the chapter 45 of Isaiah. So verse 17 through 19 says that Israel has been saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Sorry. But Israel shall be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You will not be put to shame or humiliated to all eternity. The King James Version says, You shall not be ashamed or disgraced forever and ever. 
For thus says the Lord who created the heavens. Back to it again. Try to remind people. Thus says the Lord who created the heavens. He is the God who formed the earth and made it. He established it and did not create it as a waste place, but formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. I have not spoken in secret in some dark place, and I did not say to the offspring of Jacob, Seek me in a waste place. I, the Lord, speak righteousness, declaring things that are upright. In other versions, when it says that, Seek me in a waste place, it says, verse 19, reading from the New King James Version, I, I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, Seek me in vain. He has not called us to seek him in vain. He has our well-being. He cares for us. Even though we are not that great when compared to his creation, he has us in mind. May we have the mind of God, the thoughts of God, the humble heart to live by his word day in and day out. And when we struggle to obey his word, may we be mindful and remember what is man that even God cares for. And when we are struggling and we feel like we, we are not getting to where we want to get to, our aspirations are not coming to pass, our prayers are not being answered, we can also go to him and say, what is man that even you care for? If you care for me, Lord, I humbly come to you. May you please have mercy on me. In both ways, he is calling us to come to him confidently and also in humility to plead from him. May he grant us the grace that we remember this as we go through the year, that in humility we obey him and in confidence we can say, you who cares for such a lowly being like me, man, please, Lord, have mercy. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. And we thank you for reminding us that what are we, men, human beings, that you care for. But at the same time, making us understand that you have given us dominion so that we can confidently walk on this earth. Our graces help us in humility to obey your word, to live according to your word, and help us also in humility and also in confidence to approach you and say, Father, have mercy on us, men, that you care for. So that our life this year will be a life of obedience and worship. We thank you for your word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net. Or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.